Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, Hillsong, Kansas City, and whoever might be tuning in, you know, we've had thousands of people watching. So whether you're watching with your roommates or with your family or even alone on your phone, I do believe God's got a great word for you. First and foremost, I just want to tell you that Liz and I miss you so much. Like, I love that we're able to keep going with the word and leaning into community the best that we can. I'm so proud of our church and how we've responded to the needs of those around us with our different initiatives through the House of Hope. You guys are doing an amazing job, and there's still so much more for us to do. But I miss church. I miss gathering together large and in the room. And I don't know when we're going to be able to do it in a way that's healthy for us and for our community, but as soon as we can, I know it's gonna be amazing. But in the meantime, I do believe this message will build your life, will fuel your faith, and God can speak to you even right here and right now. Now, if you don't know, it's been a very big week for the Turner family. Just this last Monday, we had a baby girl, a brand new baby, L. Golden Turner, was welcomed into the Turner family. In fact, I got the wristband to prove it. Although you wanna be careful when you're walking around this day and age with a medical wristband, you might get some weird looks from people. But we had a baby girl and she's so special. Mom and baby are back home and healthy. And I'm a little bit tired from a lack of sleep, but I'm really fired up to get to speak to you right here and now. You know, this week, one thing I've been reflecting so much on is just the love of a father. As I've got a new baby in my home and I love all my kids with all of my heart. By adding one more doesn't mean I love the others less. No, I love them with all that I have. And I, in fact, more in love with my family, with my wife, with my children than ever before. And I think it's important for us just to make the connection that our Heavenly Father, who is perfect like I'm not, who is amazing in every way, cares about every single one of us. In fact, in the midst of all this crazy and all this chaos, if you could find the love of the Father who He's trying to find your heart and connect with you like never before, I believe every area of insecurity in your life, every area of frustration or fear, that the love of God, the love of your Heavenly Father can affirm you in your inside world. When everything's falling apart on the outside, He can bring peace to your inner world. In fact, He loves us all the same. In fact, the Bible tells us that all of us are His favorite. So whatever you might be facing, and I realize I'm speaking to people whose careers have been on hold. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe someone that you know is battling the virus. I have a few friends that are, are walking through recovery from the virus right now. But wherever this message finds you, God's love can find you. God's peace can find you. I believe God's protection can find you. I think through all this, if you can learn to tap in to God's great love for you, you're actually gonna come through this season stronger than ever before. In fact, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter six that we are not to worry like the world worries. Don't worry about what you should eat or what you should drink or what you should wear. It says the pagans run after all these things. Your heavenly father knows that you have need of them. In other words, those that don't believe in God are trying to hoard everything for themselves, trying to chase after getting all their needs met. But we can have a confidence, Jesus tells us, that when we seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, all these things that we need will be given to us as well. In other words, we're going to receive the kingdom of God, we're going to have the righteousness of God, and he's going to take care of all of our needs. As a believer, 
You can have a confidence that God is looking out for you, but you've got to fix your attention and your focus on God's love for you and seek Him first and you'll find Him in that place and it's going to produce peace in your life. Keep seeking peace in this season and your heart will remain at peace. Keep going after His love and it'll affirm you on the inside. Remove all insecurities about the love of God. He cares about you. And with this virus and situation that God knew would happen, He's actually going to use it to get closer to you and you to get closer to Him. God is faithful and He looks out for His children. Let's keep seeking Him first. You know, this week I've been talking to a lot of pastors and friends that have been calling to congratulate us about the birth of our baby. And I was talking to Pastor Dino Rizzo, who's a great friend of our church. And He's kind of like the king of outreach. In fact, we call him Father Teresa. He's always good at helping us uh, see how to help the community more than ever. And we're talking about how we can best utilize the House of Hope to make a difference in the real needs of, the, of our neighbors and of our city. And we started talking about how at the beginning of the year, everyone was preaching in 2020, how it was a year of vision. Big vision for the rest of your life, big vision for the rest of the decade. And I preach that as well. But we feel like in the midst of this crisis, how 2020 has a, a new definition, a new focus. And it's not bigger vision, it's more clear vision. Seeing things with more clarity. What really matters? I think first, you need to know, not only do you matter to God, but we need to make sure the people around us, those closest to us, know that they matter to us. That with some of our freedoms being stripped away, maybe some of our luxuries are gone, but God is still good, still on the throne, and still has a great plan for us, not just for us to make it through, but for us to see the plan of heaven prevail through our lives. I wanna tell you, wherever you're at, wherever this message finds you, whether you're part of our church or just viewing this for the first time, you matter to God and you matter to us as a church. And we're seeing things clearly like never before, that we're here to help you get closer to God and also to help you meet any need that you might be facing. If you have an issue going on in your world, we wanna know about it. We wanna walk with you through whatever trial you might be facing in this season of life. For those that are out of work, for those that are struggling with their health, for those that are barely making it, for those that are having to take care of their kids at home as school has been canceled, your heavenly father has you. He's got this whole world in his hands and he wants to take care of you like never before. You know, 2000 years ago at the cross, God did his greatest work for people through Jesus. And I believe now in this day and age, as we're facing this kind of shutdown of our city, that you need to know God's still doing his greatest work through Jesus, but it's through Jesus, the body of Christ, it's through the church. And as we're rallying together to use our resources and our attention on helping our neighbors, if you need help, we wanna help you. Let us know your need, let us know your struggle. Although we might not be able to do everything for you, we'll do whatever we can to help you in any way that we can. Our prayers are for you to get through this season with peace, with health, and coming out of the other side of this crisis with strength and being closer to God than you've ever been before. You know, this last week before we checked into the hospital, I went to Walmart just to get a couple things, a couple necessities for my family. Now, Walmart on any day is crazy, but right now it's like the zombie apocalypse in that place. Tons of rows and aisles were completely barren. And I don't know if people are hoarding things or they're just running out of stuff. There were several aisles that didn't have anything in them, but there was one aisle that I walked by and it was completely untouched. And that was the seeds, like for gardening, like cucumber seeds and green beans and tomatoes. Like there wasn't a packet that was out of place 
everything was still there. And it spoke to me about how many people are just thinking about everything they can hoard right now and not thinking about the future. And I understand it completely. The crisis that we're facing is here. It's at our doorstep. The city's in lockdown. Many of us might be fighting fear and anxiety in this season. But can I tell you, the same God that brought us to this point is going to see us into our future. And I realize no one's planting for tomorrow. But my message today, I believe, is going to help you realize God wants to do something in your here and now. God wants to do something in your heart that's going to outlast this crisis, that's going to actually produce fruit in the next season. And I want to take just a few moments to speak to you about seeds and seasons. That yes, we're in a season. Yes, it's a struggle season. But what God could be wanting to plant in you and plant through you will outlast the difficulties that we're facing. You know, when God created the earth, he set up seasons. It says that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 22. That as long as the earth remains, there will be a springtime and a harvest. Cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night. God works in seasons. In the spring here in Kansas City, life is just better. People are out and about. It's warmer. The flowers are coming out into bloom. The fountains are on. The royals, well, the royals are trying to win some baseball games. Life just is better in the spring. And yet here we are in the beginning of our spring and everything's in lockdown. But God knows what he's doing. I don't believe God caused any of this. I don't believe this is the work of God's judgment, but I do believe God will cause something to change on the inside of you. And in this season, you can let him plant something new. Ecclesiastes 3 says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. You might not like the season or the scenario you currently see yourself in, but there's a plan of heaven. There's an activity from heaven for your life and for our city that God wants to do in the here and now. And this might be a season of isolation. In isolation, there could be uncertainty, there can be insecurity. And what is a struggle season for your life, I believe it could actually be a moment, a time, an opportunity to turn to God, to receive his love, to let him change your inside world and establish you in a season that will bless your future. You know, the same translation of that verse says everything on earth has a special season. I think God can turn a struggle season into a special season if you turn to him. You know, we've been asked to stay away from each other, to flatten the curve. In other words, the influx of people getting sick. We don't want to put the pressure on hospitals and we don't want to see an outbreak of the virus in Kansas City. So we're asked to stay away, to suppress and to flatten the curve. And I believe we're going to do that. I believe even supernaturally, God's going to go to work. I think it's good for us, all of us, to obey and to honor authority and to quarantine in a healthy way so that health can stay and be established. I think it's being a good neighbor and loving our city. However, what I'm believing that God's going to do in the church and in your life and in my life is that although we might be flattening the curve of this virus, we're going to see an uprising of faith. We're going to see an uprising of salvation. We're going to see an uprising of revival like never before because God does some of his greatest work in struggle seasons. What great work could God be wanting to do in your life? Let him plant the seeds, the seeds of faith, the seeds of trusting in him the seeds of peace in your heart, even in this season. And in the seasons to come, you're going to see fruit and harvest in your life like never before. I truly believe that this storm and this struggle will pass in time. 
but what God will do in you will stand the test of time. You know, so many of our daily decisions have been taken from us. Like, we, we don't get to go and do whatever we want to do right now. Like, I really, I know I sound like a diva, but I really needed a haircut. Because I feel like I'm going to come out of this quarantine looking like Robin Williams in the OG Jumanji. Like, you know, I know it's first world problems, but we, we just don't get to make a lot of decisions. We, we might be restricted in some of our liberties. God is giving us an opportunity to choose our loyalty. Are we gonna trust in just what we can see around us? Just what we see and hear on the news? Or are we gonna trust the good news about how much God loves us? About what he's already done for us at the cross? Or are we gonna let him plant some faith on the inside of us even when there's fear all around us? You know, we might lack some freedoms right now, but we can still build our faith. And just like you don't get to make daily decisions to go wherever you want, you still get the opportunity daily to decide who you're going to put your hope in. And let me tell you, don't waste your season. I, I understand the, the, the stress on your family, on your finances. They might be dire, but God is still up to something great in this season. If you can turn to him like never before, you're going to see him show up in your world like never before. You know, people aren't working right now, but what can God get to work on in your life? Students aren't in class, but what can God teach you in this season? Resources might be drying up, but how can I turn in this season and let God be my source? Some of the things that might make you happy day to day are out of reach or have been taken from you, but you can find joy in this season that can never be taken away. When your season feels like it's out of control, I want to encourage you to put your trust to the one who is in charge. And although you cannot see him, he will go to work in a very real way if you'll let him. In Psalms 111, it says, he gives food to those that trust him. He never forgets his promises. And it's the promises of God. I want you to make the decision to be planted in your heart like never before. The Bible says that every promise in God's word is yes and amen because of what Jesus has done. In other words, because we have Jesus, we have access to every promise to anchor our faith to. Even in seasons of despair, we can trust God to show up. And none of us can control this season. None of us knew this was going to happen. What started as an interruption or an inconvenience has launched us all into a new season of isolation. Our little schedule, our little agenda has been thrown out the door. The plans have changed, but God hasn't changed. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he knows the plans he has for us. Plans for good, plans to prosper, plans that in the end, it will go well for us. And do you know that that was written to the people of God as they were entering a season of exile, if you will, a season of quarantine, being taken out of an old promise, and God still made a new promise to them that he was going to be with them and that in the end, it would end well for them. And things might get worse. I don't say that in doom and gloom, but things might change. They're changing rapidly, but God doesn't change. And in this season, he wants to strengthen your faith. He wants to plant something new on the inside of you. He wants to grow you up into your potential. And I believe and I declare for your life that in the end of all this, you're going to be stronger than you were when you entered this situation. You know, when plans get disrupted, we can be intimidated. I think many of us are coming to the realization that we were never in as control of our lives as we thought we were. 
What better time than right here, right now, to let God build something new on the inside of us? The Bible says in Daniel 2 that God controls the times and the seasons, that he can make and unmake kings, which means that we can trust him. He's in charge. And even though he doesn't cause the calamity, we can make the choice to trust his character in the midst of these storms and see that he can actually elevate our lives in brand new ways. Can I encourage you with this? Don't get trapped in a temporary mindset. Let God use this time to get a long view. The same God that was faithful in our yesterday, the same God who was faithful at the cross 2,000 years ago, is the same God who's with you in this crisis. He's with you in this season, and he will see you through. And he's wanting to grow all us up into more of our potential in trusting in him. You know, in Ecclesiastes 3, it says, God does everything just right and on time. But people can never completely understand what he is doing. I don't know about you, but that verse speaks to me because I don't fully know what God's up to. I don't fully know what's happening in our world. It seemed like just a few weeks ago, this was someone else's problem. This was another nation's issue, and now it's on our doorstep. But even though we don't fully know how God's gonna work all this, we do know that he's always on time. We do know that he's faithful. We do know that he's loving, that he's caring, and that he's for us. In fact, God can turn every situation around for something good. That's what Romans 8, 28 teaches us. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those that love him and those that have been called according to his purpose. We might not be in control of the things happening to us, but we are in control and who we're relying on. I love how the Living Bible says the same verse. We know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. I think it's the best time, more than ever, to not say, hey God, here's my agenda, here's my plan, here's my dreams, would you bless them? I think we need to come to God and say, first and foremost, God, I love you. I love you because you first love me. And how can I fit my life, my plan in this season into your plan, into your will? And if you do those two things, we can have that promise that Paul said in Romans 8, that he's gonna work all this stuff for our benefit, for blessing in our future, if we can submit our plans to him right here and now. Here's a timeless truth I'd love for you to get. In fact, if you can only get this out of this message, it'd be worth your whole time. That your seed today determines your season tomorrow. God is looking at us in seasons like this. What will our response be? Will we respond like the world or society around us, being crippled in fear? Or will we continue to be people of faith? Although we don't know how it's all gonna happen, we do know that God is good and God is for us. Let's be people that keep planting our trust in God. Keep letting him go to work in our inside world. Maybe there's some old growth, some old weeds in your heart that need to go. Maybe you need to have some real faith in God that can only really be tested in times like this, in times and trials. Maybe you need to let him plant something new so on the other end of this crisis that we're facing, there'll be a harvest and God will turn what has been harmful into something that's beautiful. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season or the right time, we shall reap if we don't faint. I came face to face with fainting this last week. Uh, I was in the delivery room with Liz and 
things escalated really quickly. And uh, Liz was squeezing my hand as she was giving birth and, and, and this chunky, cool ring was like digging into my hand. I had to take it off. And the doctors were shouting and the machines were beeping. And, and, and not to gross you out, but there was a little bit of blood. And when I saw that and my loved one there, my, my precious Liz was in a, in a struggle, I, I nearly fainted. And I know you're laughing at me because she's the one doing all the hard work. I'm just the one there to support. But we got through it. Liz got through it. She did amazing. And then what started out as such an anxious moment, such a pain-filled moment, ended up being such a beautiful moment. Just a few seconds after I, I thought I was going to faint and hit the ground like a sack of potatoes, I was weeping and rejoicing and praising God because a new baby, something beautiful was born. We were celebrating God's goodness even through a struggle. And I wonder, in the midst of all the pain that we're facing, what sort of beautiful thing is God wanting to birth in your life? Is God wanting to bring to life in your world? It could be that in the midst of this storm, God is actually going to strengthen you for the significant thing he's called you to. One thing I'm so proud of our church is how we respond in generosity to meet the needs of the neighbors around us. And I know for a fact that he's called all of us to get our eyes off of our own struggle, off of our own pain, and start to look to how we can help take the pain and problems of others and maybe make their load a little lighter. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27, whenever you are able, do good for the people who need help. I think it's a time for us, like never before, to let God plant some new seeds in our heart, to let God grow us up in our inside world. And yes, we're in a season where the whole world is talking about fear, but as the people of God, we need to let God strengthen us in our insides. So in this season, we're speaking faith. We're speaking hope. We're speaking goodness. We're speaking peace over people's problems. And we're not just talking the solution, we're being the solution. I think God wants every single one of us to sow some seeds of remembrance right now. For us to remember he's good, he's faithful, he knows what he's doing as far as it concerns us. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse two says, remember what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. I don't know about you, but that verse encourages me to not forget how good God has been and how I've experienced so much with him, that he's been with me up to this point. And he's gonna be with us, all of us, as we follow him from this day forward. What are some of the seeds of remembrance you need to plant in your heart? Today, you need to remember God's faithfulness in your yesterday. You'll find him today in a whole new way and you'll walk into your future stronger than before. Things might get worse in the future, but the same God that saw you this far will see you through. I think one of the ways we can get through what we're facing is to sow some seeds of gratitude, that in your heart, plant some seeds of being grateful for God and his goodness. Like David prayed, God returned to me the joy of my salvation. Maybe your world seems like it's being shaken and falling apart, but you're still established on God's goodness and his salvation. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you. The plan of God is for you to be grateful no matter what you're facing. And if you could sow some seeds of gratitude, on the other end, you're gonna reap a harvest of God's goodness. I think every one of us, we need to sow some seeds of surrender. Second Corinthians 1, it says, this happened, this problem, this situation, so we might learn to trust, not in ourselves, 
but God. This could be the greatest thing you could learn in a struggle season like this. That in this season, I'm sowing some seeds of surrender, that I'm gonna trust my God. That all the problems that are happening around me are actually producing in my inside world a stronger resilience and trust in God. And if I can trust him in my inside world, it's not long before I see him go to work in my outside world. Every one of us, we should plant with priority. As I said earlier, I believe 2020 is now a season of clarity to see what really matters. I wanna encourage you, don't just count down to the end of the quarantine, to the end of this struggle. Make every day count. Prioritize every day. Be in the presence of God. Dig into the word of God. Encourage your family, encourage your neighbors, encourage your coworkers. Make the most of the dilemma that we're in by doing your best to love people and to serve people. In Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16, I really think this is a, a pivotal verse for every one of us in this season. It says, live life then with a due sense of responsibility, not as those who do not know the meaning and purpose of life, but as those who do. In other words, we're not walking blindly through what life is all about. So many people around us are searching for the meaning of life. As believers, we already know what it is. It's to love God and to love people. So live our lives now, not missing the opportunity or what Paul calls the responsibility of living on mission, of living on purpose. It goes on to say, make the best use of your time despite all the difficulties of these days. In other words, as the world is getting darker and more in despair, it's time for the church the people of God, to shine the light of Jesus like never before. I think the very least you could do is encourage someone in your world that you're praying for them. Maybe share this message with them. Maybe share the previous week's sermon with them. And use what maybe little platform or relationship you have with someone, leverage it for God speaking truth, speaking peace, sharing his love into their world and into their life. It's challenging us that if we just wait for this situation to get better, we'll miss the best opportunities that are here and now. Don't wait for you to get through the problem you're facing, to be a part of the solution for the people that are around you. You know, as we come to the end of our time together, I hope this message is speaking life and truth to you. But something's been speaking to me all week long. In fact, this passage of scripture has returned to my thoughts over and over again. It's from Psalms chapter one. In fact, it's a song. And the first few verses talk about how we don't find our joy in chasing the things that the world does but we delight ourselves in doing everything the way that God wants them to do. Day and night, we're always meditating on his laws or his ways and thinking about ways to follow him more closely. And here's the promise. If we don't chase after what the world chases after, but pursue more of God, it says that we're like trees along a riverbank, bearing luscious fruit in each season without fail. That our leaves, which represent our life, our flourishing, shall never wither, and all that we do shall prosper. And what that song speaks to is the fact that we can plant ourselves close to God, that in this season, nothing can be wasted, something significant can happen. We can plant our lives as close to God as possible. And when we do that, there's a never-ending supply of His life-giving water, His grace, His love, and we can flourish even in the midst of a drought. We can still bear fruit, even when everything around us seems to be dying. We can remain not only alive, but vibrant and filled with life. You know, that verse says that we find our delight or our joy in doing the things of God. But you need to understand, if you don't know this already, this will be revelation to you. 
that we don't do things for God then win his approval. That we have the reality of the cross. That while we were still sinners, while we were still far from God, God went ahead and made a way for us to be connected, to be planted close to him. Not based upon our performance, but based upon his sacrifice, the gift of his son, Jesus. We got to break out of that religious mindset. It says we have to do things for God to earn God's attention or affection. The reality is we can live from the affection of God. He loves you. And if you're not a believer, I want you to know he cares so much about you. In fact, he's brought you to this time and place. I believe even watching this right now so that you can receive the great gift of his love and his grace for you. The Bible says that when we believe in our hearts that he loves us, that he cares about us, that he sent Jesus to die for us, and then we speak out of our mouth. In other words, we make a declaration of our belief that we're gonna receive that gift, that salvation season starts right now for your life. And it's something that cannot be taken away from you. No matter how bad life gets out there around you, God will still be good to you. And we believe that when we pray, God goes to work. I wanna take a moment just to give you an opportunity for God to do his greatest work in your life. Because 2,000 years ago, he planted a seed of sacrifice called Jesus into the ground of Calvary. And from that seed has grown a harvest of salvation, grace for your life, love that never runs dry. And when you're connected to that source of love, when you plant yourself there, you'll flourish no matter what happens around you. God's love will flourish on the inside of you. I'd love to leave you in a moment of prayer. Would you join with me? Would you say this out loud? I think it's the best way. Whether you're watching this with friends, with family, or all alone, God will meet you in this place, and salvation is gonna show up in your world. Say this with me. Come on, pray this with me. Say, thank you, God, for your love for me. Thank you, God, for the gift of Jesus. I receive the gift. I believe that at the cross, my sins have already been settled. I believe that Jesus died for me. He rose from the grave so I could have a new life with you. I turn from my old ways and I give you my whole heart. I receive your gift in Jesus' name.